Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I had like seven different intros I could go with in my head, open this up, and they were all jokes. I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't pull the trigger. I. Are you not entertained? That was the only one I could really think of. Go with that. <laughs> I mean, the first one that popped in my head is like, well, today is, uh, what is it, day... Uh, Let's see. Day four of the people versus, ah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, well, I shall remain nameless. I, I joked about, thought of it this morning while getting around to It's, you know, turning into our version of Nightline. America held hostage X number of days. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just continues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ugh. Let me go just open up this thing real quick. Welcome to the game. It's a Friday edition. Mitch Fortner alongside Troy Coverdale. David G is here, and so is Owen Burke. Our phone number is 537-1350. I'm with you for the first hour. The rest of the boys will take care of the second hour. Got Manhattan High Hoops tonight for the first time this season from the MHS gym as they welcome in the Red Demons of Dodge City. Ooh. I've always thought, you know, Dodge City should have been like the Fighting Wyatt Earps instead. They had a you know, lot to the go Cowboys. with. The Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the history. Sheriffs. They, had, they had a lot to go with in Red Devils. The Lawmen. I mean, any number of... What about like Desperados? The Dodge City Lawmen would be good. Or Marshals. Oh, the Marshals? I love all of these ideas, and it just is... Punctuated by the fact that the community colleges, the conquistadors, yeah. and not yeah. the lawmen or anything else yeah. of that sort as well. Yeah. The conquistadors. There are a lot of great the names. Conks. Yeah. The conks. The yeah. conks. And, and their gym. You ever Did you ever go to their gym, Deej? I know you didn't play basketball, but where they play their basketball games. Uh-uh. I mean, it's basically. Have you been there, Troy? I haven't been in Dodges, no. So their basketball arena. It's where the. Oh main... wait, uh, the downtown Civic. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's really what it is. Is it's actually a theater, <laughs> but there's a basketball court between the seats and the stage. Whoa. Colby was that way as well for so many years. Never, never did call a game at Colby. Yeah, but You're just a... about everywhere else. You're a lucky man. It was a, not a <laughs> not a fun drive out to Colby. <laughs> Never it's is. a long one. It's it is. Uh, I, I lived in Goodland for the worst six months, coldest six months of my life. Oof. Uh, and by the way, the that was still when the speed limit on I-70 was 55. Ugh. How? 
How did how did you do it, man? Um, was did people just speed? I mean, was it just like well, yeah, screw it? Yeah, there was that. Yeah, God, fifty-five miles an hour. I mean, God. We hey, were. Hey, shout to Highway Twenty Four. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, there's always that. Shout out to Old Military Trail Road. <laughs> well, I got some cool news. <laughs> okay, good. Um, as you know, uh, K-State football always wants to recruit a quarterback for every recruiting class to mm. come in and be a freshman. The uh, class for 2024 is Blake Barnett out of Erie, Colorado, now is the all-time touchdown scorer in Colorado high school football history, passing Christian McCaffrey. He is now a four-star recruit, according to Rivals. Man, dude played a monster game last weekend in the 4A state championship out there, I hear. And literally had to be helped off the field. Wow. That's how how much energy he expended and how many hits he took during the course of that game. Meanwhile, and uh, I was suspicious about this one, Uh, it is true now as of today, Wide receiver R.J. Garcia has entered his name mm. into the transfer portal. So another cat uh, into the portal. You know, it's it's adding up a little bit. I'll be quite honest with you. It is adding up a little bit. It's a few more names than I thought it would be. But to be fair, I, I, I believe actually it's the second most into the portal from one school in the Big 12. And I think Cincinnati has the most. So, I mean, I don't know if, where K-State's even at, right? I think it's like 13, 14, or something like that. You know, K-State doesn't have quite the momentum they did last year heading into this year. This year heading into next year, not as much momentum. But that will probably build uh, once K-State not only will you know begin to finalize this class with signing day coming up in, uh, let's see. February? Let's, no, no, I'm talking about this oh, early the, signing. the early, early period. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the date. I think it's in 13 days, something like that. Um, and uh, whatever they decide to do in the transfer portal. But I've already said I think wide receiver is where you definitely got to go in the portal. Um, RJ Garcia does open up a spot there. So, yeah. Any of those guys eligible to play in the bowl game? Well, if they're going in the portal, they're not playing in the bowl game. <laughs> no, I mean like the recruits. Maybe we could bring them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't burn a red shirt kind of situation. This is crazy, man. Um. Okay. So the latest with Daquan Tomlin and his – Dismissal from being a uh, a K State student athlete. Um, the latest on him specifically is that he is now officially in the transfer portal because he'll be graduating and he'll be a grad transfer. Mm-hmm. He is immediately eligible for next semester. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed this out on social media that this is actually uh, it's really kind of a first for the transfer portal, and it's certainly a first for me of seeing a, a highly sought-after name go into the portal, season already underway, but because of timing, immediately eligible for the next semester. And just like that, I mean, it could be coming very soon. Naquan Tomlin has himself a new team. Those, and certainly me, fear, because KU is very interested in Naquan Tomlin. That could be a Big 12 opponent. And then it could be we're weeks away from Tomlin playing against K-State. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Please go to Georgetown. I I dug up the athletic piece that was done on him at the Elite Eight last year. Reminded how much that this coaching staff 
really loved Naquan as a player and the belief that he was just raw and could be developed into something very, very special at the NBA level, much less the college level. It's lost in everything that has gone on that he did what he did last season for this team while still essentially learning the game at the Division I level. Yesterday, Jerome Tang twice did what he felt needed to do to calm the waters. He and Jareem Dowling uh, went to what was looked like it was starting to develop in a second protest in front of President Richard Linton's house and uh, decided, hey, let's let, let's break this up. Let's spread love instead, guys. And, at, and right after Tang and Dowling left, so did everybody else. Mm-hmm. With their separate ways, let's start spreading that love. And like I said on yesterday's show, I think our best way that we could spread the love, show up to games, show the team our support, give as much love as we possibly can to Jerome Tang, his team, and everybody involved with K-State basketball. And then this was about, uh, well, this was after, what, 7 o'clock? Maybe towards 8 o'clock last night. It was an official statement put out there on K-State's social media from men's basketball coach Jerome Tang. Here's the full minute and 10 seconds. K-State family, we've had a lot of great discussions on this purple couch, and uh, I really need you to hear my heart on this. We love Naquan Tomlin and we are hurting for him. And we love this university. I love this university, every aspect of this university. I am in love with this university because of the special synergy that exists between the community, the university, and athletics. And we have to keep that moving forward. We have to move forward with love and togetherness and unity. Nothing fills my heart more then when I walk across campus and I see how we love each other. And so I'm asking you, all of us, to let's move forward with love. We elevated this program with love. We made this all about KSU. And I'm asking you to help me, help all of us, make this about KSU and spreading love. Can't wait to see you guys in Brown. Go Cats. Okay, so that, I thought, did a pretty good job of calming the waters. It wasn't so cutthroat towards Richard Linton. Um, and things felt diffused there for a little while. Um, wasn't checking social media as much. Things were calmer. Um, and there's no doubt about it. This fan base, this student body, those that love Kansas State University, if there's one person that this fan base will listen to more than anybody else, it's Jerome Tang. Um, and nobody talks like Jerome Tang. Nobody talks to the people like Jerome Tang, and I think that's a huge part of why there's so much trust, other than, of course, being a winning coach. I, I, I said it after his introductory press conference, this guy should be a preacher. Mm-hmm. He, he's such a good talker, and people listen. One of the things about that that, that – I was thinking of earlier today, too, is that he goes direct to people. People have gotten so accustomed to 
administration speak or lawyers speak or politicians speak. But he lays it out for you and talks right to you, talks right to the students. It's not as if he's doing this via notes. It's not that he's doing this uh, through a press release. It's not that he's doing this in any of those ways. It's not scripted. It's not it's not in any way uh, the stilted conversation that we've all kind of gotten inured to over time because of just the, the general kind of template that everybody expects to hear in terms of coach speak and the like. I had um, a friend of mine who's involved in high school basketball in Colorado reach out to me this morning after he saw the video. And he was asking, is this guy this genuine? This isn't an act. As he watched the video, has no connection to K-State other than he played at Emporia State. But his work and everything he does is based in the Denver area. And he watched that video and put it with everything else that he's seen of Jerome Tang. And he's like, this is, this guy is gold. This guy is tremendous. He communicates well. He's genuine about what he's saying. And he goes right to people with what he's saying and cuts to, cuts to, you know, cuts through all of the crud that we're so used to. Very few people can do that. And, and we are very lucky to have someone who has that desire to do it and to put it together in such a very solid way as he did yesterday that everybody was ready to just say, okay, catch our breaths, we're good. And it unfortunately isn't holding, but... Let's put a pin in that because... You are starting to transition into the next part of this story yeah. as we catch up on what has happened over the last 24 hours. As President Richard Linton, who has nuclear heat, um, has has finally put out a statement. And using somebody else's words, this may have opened up another can of worms. So let's pause. We'll bring you those details of that release when we come back. On the game. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Fun number again is 537-1350. I'm in here for hour number one. Get a bounce and head over to the MHS gym. And the uh, rest of these boys will take you through hour number two live on the radio, Oof. on News Radio KMAN, uh, including a Troy number two song of the day. Uh, I will dig into one, yes. Okay, sweet. I can't wait. That's always good radio when I'm either like driving to a Manhattan High thing or whatever, and I get to uh, tune in and hear a number two song of the day. He's got uh, the last couple have been fire. Three fire emojis from Dave G. By the way, you know, we did the Red Baron versus Snoopy. Yes. I, I laughed earlier today the list of uh, of the worst Christmas songs of all time, and Snoopy's Christmas by that group was 
included in the worst Christmas songs of all time. I was really? like, now, now there's a reference point for uh, you. Uh. <laughs> okay, so earlier today as we continue on with, again, the, the story of Naquan Tomlin being held out uh, from K-State men's basketball play, although we had seen him on the bench, don't know if he was practicing or not. Uh, and then fast forward to the Villanova game, Cats win, Tomlin is celebrating with the fans like with the with the whole team. Jerome Tang is wabashing. He joined in on the fun. And then not much longer after that, Naquan Tomlin is no longer on the team. Uh, President Richard Linton, who certainly, I mean, after the, the media leak, that Tomlin was the one in charge of holding Tomlin out of action has been taking nuclear heat from the fan base, wanting answers as to why Naquan Tomlin is not allowed to play basketball. Um, well, earlier today, this was a little afternoon, there was a, a, an official statement from President Richard Linton of Kansas State University. And where, did, uh, Troy, did you say this was posted? Yes, it was at the uh, K-State Today link, okay. so kstate.edu, and uh, if you do a search, you'll find K-State Today. So d- I'll, I'll read uh, most of it for you. I'm going to skip the first couple of paragraphs. It's a lot of preamble, um, but it says, Dear K-State Community, skip a couple of paragraphs, get to the real meat of it here. The principal question at the heart of Naquan Tomlin's release from the men's basketball team seems to be around understanding the role a university president plays in student-athlete conduct decisions. I want to take the opportunity to outline the policy governing this process in full transparency. The NCAA Board of Governors has required each member institution to adopt a serious misconduct policy covering a number of potential allegations, including Title IX. Under the university's serious misconduct policy, the university president is involved in collaboration with the athletic director and head coach when making a final decision concerning a student-athlete's conduct and team membership. The decision to release Naquan from the men's basketball team was made in full compliance and all uh, applicable policies. When decisions like this are made, a range of factors are considered, including the entire history of the student-athlete's behavior. The reporting that this decision was made solely due to an incident at a bar in Aggieville is not accurate. There remains much we cannot share with the university uh, community under federal laws, namely FERPA, which protects a student's right to privacy while attending a university. I know this is difficult, as you want to understand all that has transpired. But in the absence of being able to share any more specifics, I hope that the details I am sharing today help bring resolution to any lingering questions. I want you to know our university and our athletes, athletics department rather, are unified. There is no, quote, us versus, quote, them. Together, we are one K-State. The relationship between the university, athletics, and the K-State community at large is special. And I will never take it for granted. Richard Linton, President. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to comment too much about this. Mm-hmm. 
but I will say I I think I've been referencing Title IX, I think is, of course, very interesting. And I've said it the last few days that there is a, a, a very big possibility, and that scenario still stands, that we are missing a very key piece of information. We continue to still miss that key piece of information. Right. It's the eligibility of Naquan Tomlin I, that I find to be very fascinating because he is now in the transfer portal. If this is a Title IX situation, of course, which is at the federal level, investigation, a pending charge, I, from what I understand, none of that does exist. Um, so he, he will leave K-State and he is immediately eligible. So, again, I... I'm going to be very careful about what I say. I'm not going to comment too much, but I'm left again with a lot of questions. We did learn a little bit, but really not a whole lot. We Okay, we got a better understanding of what's being dealt with, I suppose, but we're still missing some key pieces, and we're still once again wondering, okay, what are the answers to these key questions? What do we not know? And I truly don't feel like much has changed and it's probably in the timing of this as well like you know why didn't this come out sooner is also a big question so i'll probably leave it there owen yeah i don't i mean i'm not as as versed with you guys as k-state basketball goes does he have any prior issues that he's had outside of the team or what i know is that there are none that have resulted in anything in terms of police involvement or anything along those lines. There are discussions that a incident occurred at some point, but nobody has locked down the details on this at some point in August. But again, it's unclear how much of that is just rumor and innuendo how much of that is true? We can't. We have no way of knowing because, again, police weren't involved, and unless there's something specific that's being handled through the university, it's kind of a nebulous chase right now. Yeah, and I think that's the difficult part is that the key and the answer to everyone's question is the one thing that they're just federally not allowed to say yet. So... You know, I, as much as like, I know a lot of people are upset. There's obviously there was a ton of heat around, around it. It's one of those things where, you know, it kind of, you got to decide if you really trust the president of your university and your head coach, they made the right decision. I think at the end of the day, if I were to sit here and be a betting man, there's got to be something that we don't know. And I have trust that they would have handled the situation the way that they saw it was right to protect the the rights of K-State students and kind of setting that going forward. Well, and when Gene Taylor had that statement released, you know, that pointed towards what's being reported on social media is inaccurate. We don't know the full story. This report from uh, this statement from Richard Linton is that I think it quite clearly says that there's a piece of information, even though it doesn't say it necessarily, it's a piece of information that we don't know. If it has to do with Title IX, you know, there's a there's a big part of me that's like, listen, Title IX is a very, very, very serious thing that 
you do not want to take lightly. And that know? was, and that's part of why, to Owen's point, I've I've tried to also do the best I can to uh, give K State administration a uh, you know to to look at it in good faith that yes that there are things that they may know that we don't but they can't talk about those items because of it and you know it's ironic you bring up title nine i know now for three days i've harped on ferpa because the the federal it's basically federal student privacy is what it amounts to and you put Title IX or FERPA in front of a university attorney, and you can start them shaking. You make them very anxious. Those two acronyms, or you know, in Title IX's case, just the mention of it, but FERPA as an acronym, yeah, they they don't like that. And given some of the enforcement things that are going on in our Currently through the Department of Justice, as an example, you know, they have right to be concerned. That's not saying that, you know, that this is the federal government overreaching or any of that. I'm just stating that there are a lot of incidences right now where the Department of Justice is looking into various aspects of student life. Student privacy is, is a big piece Title IX is a big piece, Uh, and and the federal government isn't afraid to slap a school around if they find that they have violated both. We were, Dave was mentioning earlier a case here previously dealing with Title IX on the K-State campus, and, and, you know, how far that went. I remember exceptionally well Title IX situation at the University of Montana that turned into a book, by the way, that is very well done. Uh, But when you look at all the things surrounding it, universities are exceptionally sensitive to what the federal government view of their school is right now. And all you've got to do is just look at what's going on this week with Harvard, Penn, and MIT on the news front because of talking about the Israeli-Palestinian arguments on campus and anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim sentiment and all of the varying things where, you know, those three presidents wound up on Capitol Hill testifying and it didn't go well. And they found themselves having to backtrack. Well, yeah, the federal government, whether it's Congress, whether it's the Department of Justice, whomever it is, they're they're wielding a big hammer when it comes to to FERPA and Title IX, and university administrators know that, and it's it's a concern to them. I get that. You know, this. So now, this, this my problem. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to stay. I'm gonna try to stay on track here and stay careful with what I say. But we have. The the Naquan Tomlin situation in Aggieville left wide open from rumors to just 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 abound, right? And that was handled pretty poorly as far as I'm concerned. 
from a like you know I Troy the other day I think it was yesterday you were tweeting out some just some great stuff the the crisis situation the the when there is a crisis when something happens yes. at the university crisis like communication a, crisis communication is just lacking right now they left the door open for a lot of rumors and a lot of things that could bury this kid and ruin his life and then you do this as well and you throw the title 9 thing around and all you do is open the door to more speculation about this kid. If there was something that he had done previous to the situation in Aggieville that was something that you could call serious, um, what was it, the serious um, um, behavior or whatever, if it was so serious, then why was he still in school? Why was he on the sideline or on the bench? Mm-hmm. If it was so serious that it was a Title IX infraction or whatever, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm having trouble. But right, and it's not a, it's conduct. not saying there was Title it, it, Title IX was just brought up in the release, and, and that's right. where yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah, you know, I this guy is like um, I had a good buddy of mine get married, and the best man didn't want to do the speech, so the guy that got married did the speech. And it was perfect. It was to the point. It was short. It was funny. Everybody loved it. And then right after he got done, one of the groomsmen got up drunkenly and tried to do another speech as well. And it, it bombed and everybody hated it. He should have just let the Jerome Tang video and all the stuff that came out about it. He should have just let that be what the message was. This second message is such a horrible move. And like I said, this the Title IX thing only opens up more speculation. We that's not what we're looking for. We don't want more rumors and, and innuendo. And this was this is just so poorly handled. I'm 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 shocked at how bad this has been handled. I I can't believe this is where we're at. And just the situation itself makes me sick to my stomach. I I hate this. This release was something that could have been said, that could have been sent out literally two days ago. Mm-hmm. And would have had a better impact, even though you're right, it would have, again, added to the rumor mill, but it at least would have offered some clarity instead of looking like a very reactionary piece after everything else has taken place. And it kind of, so this is what I'm kind of thinking now, because this comes out after Tang's video. Like, both of them clarified heavily that the athletics and the students and the college itself is a one unified thing. It's a very special bond to all sides. But this kind of does feel, just timing-wise, feels like almost a, a counter to when Tang's video comes out. And to me, Tang was the bow on the situation, right? Like, this is, it's happened, it's over. We're going to go forward and we're going to do this. And then Linton comes out and tries to explain it. If the order's reversed, I think we feel a lot better about it because we're, again, recent in mind thinking of Tang and we're like, we have a great head coach and he wants to move past this, so we're going to move past this. But now we're all sitting here thinking about it again because it's the last thing that we've kind of heard from the situation. But there was a caller that called in, mentioned, you know, proven until uh, – you know, proven guilty. Exactly. Yeah. And kind of the one of those things. So my question to you, Troy, was I kind of get where the caller is coming from, but I agree with what you're talking about. Title nine 
and how lawyers do not play with those two acronyms at all. Innocent until proven guilty is a is as lawyers would put it, a legal term of art. It is specifically for the courts. It's not exactly in practice in real life. Well, it's barely for the courts. Also true. But the point being is that... It's here in the United States. Right. It is intended to be essentially tied to the court system, not necessarily to what goes on in our everyday lives. All right, can we put a, can we put a pause on this? If you guys want to talk about this in the second hour, please feel free. Uh, obviously, this is uh, boy, this is one of the biggest stories I've ever sort of covered <laughs> since I've been on the beat for K State. Uh, you know, for here at K Man for K State Sports, either just from a guy showing up to press conferences to now hosting a show that I've now done for over two years, uh, in a show I've been a part of for now nine years. So, um. And it's wild, and it's not done. Uh, it's really not close to being done because now we wonder where does Naquan Tomlin go, where he's going to be immediately eligible. Um, with you, you would have to imagine with Tomlin comes this baggage, and how will the university that decides to take him or the team decides to take him handle all that mm-hmm. if it is that serious? Mm-hmm. So. Once again, I'm left to questions, um, and I, I'll leave, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Sorry, hey, I'm, we I'm could just, do this. We could do yeah. this for six hours if we wanted to. Right. That that statement, man, just the worst. That was terrible. One quick, I had another caller call in. Okay. In the statement, uh, President Linton mentioned that they can't. Was that they can't uh, talk about anything else that was going on until while he's a student at K State, correct? Or is it just? Until the case is closed, or well, okay, so that's it's an interesting point. I think we can frame it a little bit differently. It's about the FERPA stuff. Does so is Naquan, even though he's switching to a different school, is still protected by that, right, Troy? Yes, he is. Okay, okay. And, and, and any 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 school wouldn't. Uh, you still you wouldn't the minute he leaves you wouldn't go okay here's yeah. the real story guys you start dumping yeah everything you, you know yeah, yeah he graduates on Saturday he does. so like we right. could have closure on Monday if they played it that way but I don't see it happening nah, I don't, as I such don't I, after this they just let oh god well I think it's even when he's out of school he's still protected because he was a student I would assume it, it, that when it happens yeah. when when these things allegedly happen um, he was a student at Kansas State yeah. I, yeah. yeah, there's still going to be a level of privacy even after he graduates, yes. All right. Now, because all this is happening doesn't mean K-State doesn't play a game <laughs> on Saturday at LSU. Oh, my God. So a little bit of normal is coming up next. And I also started studying on Tuesday. So we're going to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to waste all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When we come back, Mitch Palm versus LSU next. I got a prediction I got to get out of my system. We got, a, we got a ball game tomorrow. That's right. As a matter of fact, we got two. 
That's right. K-State Lady is taking on uh, Missouri. Hey, and uh, last I checked, uh, they were whomping people. Yeah, that's true. The first, Rumors saw, are true. Yeah. The, 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 now, we, we don't have to speculate about that. No. The K-State women are on fire. All right. Owen, just a heads up. You get us out when we need to get out. Don't be bashful. You know what to do. Let's make a prediction. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. Seven and two K State at five and three LSU from the Pete Maravich Assembly Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Over thirteen thousand people can fit in that place, huh? Jeez. This is just the second all time these two teams will meet. The first was last year in the Cayman Islands, which the Cats won sixty one fifty nine thanks to a clutch shot and, by uh, Keontae Johnson. 13,000 cannot fit in that building that they played in. They came in. I, I was so no. surprised. That was the smallest place ever. Uh, Cats all time against the SEC. 170 victories, 155 losses. Uh, LSU under second-year head coach Matt McMahon. And um, they've won three of their last four after a one-and-two start. A couple of wins over North Florida, Southeast Louisiana. Southeastern, Southeast Louisiana. S.E. Louisiana. <laughs> um, and um, they did lose, however, 80-75 to to Syracuse, who is 6-3 on the year. Uh, some players that stand out to me about LSU will start there because they have uh, – their top three scores from last year, they're gone. Um, but they're, one of their major contributors, and I think this is definitely the guy that could give K-State the most issues, is their seven-foot forward by the name of Will Baker. Um, so last year, he actually played at Nevada. And so K-State's already played him, but he's a transfer. Uh, and Baker, when he played against K-State in the Cayman Islands, when he played for Nevada, he had 19 points, five rebounds. He's seven foot. This is a big guy that is now scoring 15 points a game and he's grabbing six boards, but it's not just that. From three-point range, 46%. The kicker there, though, is he doesn't shoot it too often. I was going to say, wait a minute. He's six, six for 13. Oh, okay. Six for yeah, 13. Yeah. It's like a 1.2 or something sure. uh, that he attempts per game. So, uh, But he's a good player. He's a good all-around player. Very athletic. Uh, next would be number six, Jordan Wright. Uh, he, is, he comes from Vanderbilt. Came off the bench in their last game. He is mostly a starter this year. He's averaging 10 points, 5 rebounds a game. Not a great three-point shooter, but he will shoot it. Um, sorry, I made a mistake. Last year he averaged 10 points. Right now he's averaging 12.5 points a game. And then you have a forward in Jalen Reed, who averages 10.6 rebounds a game. What does worry me about him a little bit is he's very good inside the arc scoring the basketball. He's got a little bit of range to him, but he's mostly in the paint battler. Um, 61% uh, inside the arc in scoring the two. He had six points last year against K-State. Now as a team, LSU this year, two-point shooting is much better. They're 54%. That's top 100 in the nation. Three-point shooting is okay. It's 32.5%. But they only attempt 18 threes a game. So I'm not too worried about their three-point shooting. Inside is where it could get a little bit hairy. K-State had struggled a little bit from inside on defense against you know, not necessarily great teams. 
what LSU does well is they get to the free throw line 24 times a game. Uh, that's one of the best in the country. They're 72.5% from the free throw line. They're also good on defense inside the yard. Teams are only scoring 41% of the time on two-pointers. LSU is also forcing 15.5 turnovers a game. That's 45th in the nation. But K-State should really get after them on the boards. They're not a strong defensive rebounding team. They're 283rd in the nation in rebounding defensively. What does K-State maybe do best than anything else? Rebound. Yeah, baby. They have rebounded so well this year, especially on the offensive glass. But, guys, we need to get to another very important part of this um, prediction. Famous alumni. Oh, God. You can probably guess where it starts. No, it's not Pete Maravich. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, big time. Shaq, one of the best players in NBA history, went to LSU. Second on the alumni list, Todd Graves. Founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Oh, yeah. And he had a, he like had a class, and they told him it wouldn't work. They're like, that's not going to make any money. Well, Raising Cane's does uh, spend some money in advertising with K-State, so I think of this as an advantage for yeah, K-State. Yeah, we love Raising Cane's. And then finally is Bill Conti. He oh, is yeah. a, an Academy Award winning and uh, Emmy winning composer he is known for doing the scores for all the Rocky movies and Karate Kid movies, but specifically for Rocky, da 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 da. He made that song. God, it's a good song. Ken Palm gives K State a 53% chance of winning, 73-72. I'm actually gonna if K State can try to put this Naquan Tomlin stuff to the side, focus on this game, rebound, take care of the basketball. Cats gonna come out with a victory. They are the better team in my opinion. I'm giving K State a 55% chance of winning with the final score. 76-72. We're out for hour number one, hour two, and I'm out. But the guys are taking over next. Go Cats.